Hello, and welcome to Hope Church. We're a local church with chill style, real faith, and no perfect people allowed. Thanks for checking out our podcast. This is a message from our SoCal location in the Santa Cruz, California area. We hope this message is encouraging. If you live near either of our locations, we'd love to have you join us for one of our many Sunday services. Happy Resurrection Day, Hope family. And those of you that are joining us today, maybe for the first time, we're so glad that you're here with us. My name is Danny, and I'm excited to share with you today. And today is the reason why we have hope, is because of the resurrection. And it's the ultimate restart. Have you ever needed a restart? Maybe you've had a day or a week or a year where you just got to the end of it and thought, man, I need a restart. Just a couple weeks ago, I had one of those weeks where I'm not kidding you, this happened consecutively. First, my wife's car was stolen from our driveway. I woke up in the morning, I was getting up early to go surf, it's like 7 a.m., and I look out there and there's no car. And I run inside and I'm, Jenny, where's the car? It's in the driveway. No, it's not. Somebody broke into our car and took off with our car, first of all. Second of all, We had a mouse infestation in our garage. So I got the joyful pleasure of taking everything from our entire garage out on the front driveway, cleaning the whole thing, dealing with all the little mice poop and everything. And it was really gross. And then we, why not just have a yard sale too on top of that? So we had a yard sale, cleaned the garage. And thankfully our car came back. Thankfully we have a clean garage. But then shortly after that, my iPad that I use every Sunday to teach. I actually, I do everything off of this. This is like basically like my laptop. I, my whole life is on this iPad. I dropped it and I killed it and it died all in the same week. And I was like, I remember thinking, man, I need a restart. This is a bad week. Maybe you can relate to having a bad week, maybe this last year. And you're thinking, you know what? It's Easter. We're coming out of this. I need a restart. Well, I'm here to tell you today that Easter is the ultimate restart because it's all about the resurrection. This is the day that Jesus conquered the grave. It's the reason why we have hope. The resurrection is a day of new beginnings, second chances, and third, maybe fourth chances for some of us, right? Today is the day that we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Our faith hinges on this. Our faith hinges on the resurrection, that God sent his son to be born of a virgin, live a sinless life, to proclaim the message of the kingdom, demonstrate it with signs and wonders, healing the miraculous. Then Jesus took the sins of the world on himself, took them to the cross, where he would defeat death in the grave once and for all by raising again to life on the third day. So that is amazing, right? But have you ever wrestled with the question of, did the resurrection happen? Like me, maybe you have questions about your faith. Maybe you've had doubts about your faith and you're wondering, okay, is this just a nice holiday where we celebrate spring? We sell lots of fake grass and Easter eggs and bunnies Uh, or, or is this really something that happened? Is this an ancient myth or is this something we can truly believe or rely on? 
My wife Jenny with some friends recently have been learning to play poker and it's been pretty fun. And we had knew nothing about it. And I remember one of the first days we were playing, my wife looked so hopeful and she looked over to me because we were kind of comparing cards, just trying to learn, you know, what is a, a straight, what is a flush, what's a full house. And she bets all of her chips and she looks over at me and says, hey, is this a good hand? And I remember like turning to her going, like, just my heart sank when I realized. And I looked over to her and I said, Jenny, you have nothing. Oh, poor thing. She bet all of her chips and she had nothing. And that's the same thing for us. If the resurrection didn't happen, what I want to tell you today is if the resurrection didn't happen, we have nothing. 1 Corinthians 15, 17 says, And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless. Why? Why do we have nothing? Well, if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, he was simply a good man who died thinking that he was helping people. Now, that's not a bad thing. Lots of people have done that. We're grateful for those brave men and women in the armed forces, uh, first responders, maybe in in 9-11, for example, people that gave their life helping people. But if the resurrection didn't happen, then that's all that Jesus did, is that he gave his life to help people. But the reason why the resurrection is everything is because it shows us that Jesus holds the power over life and death. This is the crowning evidence that he is who he claimed to be. That Jesus is who he said he was. And today, I want to tell you why I still believe in the resurrection. First of all, did you know that Jesus predicted his own death and resurrection? I don't know anyone else that has done that. Or maybe people have predicted it, but I don't know anyone else that actually did that and then pulled it off. But Jesus, speaking of his life, said, I have the authority to lay it down and the authority to take it up again. Another place in John chapter 2, 19 through 22, Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and I will raise it up again. He's speaking of, speaking of his body. Um, I will raise it up again in three days. They replied, it has taken 46 years to build this temple and you are going to raise it in three days. But the temple he has spoken of was his body. After he was raised from the dead, the disciples recalled what he said and they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. He predicted that he would die and after three days raise again. Now let's look at the firsthand account of one of Jesus' followers named Matthew. This is from Matthew 28 verses 1 through 10. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent, this is after Jesus had died on the cross. So his closest friends, his disciples came to the tomb. And verse 2 says, There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid. For I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going on ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the woman hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. 
They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. The biblical account says later that he appeared to over 500 people after the crucifixion, after the resurrection. But still, some will make claims, even today, that Jesus wasn't the same person that he said he was and that he didn't really rise from the dead. But I want to give you today six minimal facts from history that you have to wrestle with in your own decision of whether you will believe that the resurrection is true or not. And I want to give you these six facts here. And in order for these facts to be uh, viable, uh, one, they have to be confirmed by 10 or more historical confirmations, biblical and non-biblical. Number two, they must be recognized as historical by the vast uh, majority of scholars, Christian, atheist, non, just, you know, regardless, they have to be uh, recognized as historical fact. Okay, so here's six fact. One, and again, these are, these are well-documented events. If you believe that Abraham Lincoln was a president, then you have to believe these historical facts based upon um, all of the evidence. Okay, and so here they are. Here's six things. Number one, Jesus died by crucifixion. This is the most well-documented event in ancient history. Jesus died by crucifixion. Number two, very soon after his death, his followers had real experiences that they thought were actual appearances of the risen Christ. Number three, their lives were transformed as a result, even to the point of being willing to die, specifically for their faith in the resurrection message. Number four, so remember, let me back that up. Every one of the people that were eyewitnesses to Jesus' resurrection were killed for their faith, believing that he rose from the grave. They were not killed. Let me just think about this for a second. If Jesus was just a good man or just a good teacher, how many people do you think would die believing that? Every one of the disciples gave their lives, were martyred, and as they went down, they were proclaiming the resurrected Jesus. They gave their lives for this, for what they believed to be the truth that he raised from the dead. These are the eyewitnesses. Number four, these things were taught very early, soon after the crucifixion. So this wasn't like hundreds years later, somebody came up with this. This is like right after we have um, manuscripts like dating, like, like right after the, the, the life of the apostles. Number five, James... Jesus' believing, unbelieving brother, do you know that, that Jesus had a, a brother that didn't believe prior to this? He became a Christian due to his own experience with whom he believed to be the resurrected Christ. And six, the Christian persecutor Paul became a believer after a similar experience. These, uh, Phillips, who's a, um, a, a scholar around this whole thing, he, he said that these minimal facts come not only from multiple eyewitnesses as recorded in Scripture, but from numerous non-biblical sources, even sources hostile to Christianity. There is overwhelming evidence to support these historical events. There is overwhelming evidence to support that Jesus raised from the dead. This isn't just a myth or a fairy tale this is a historical uh, event that's been well documented 
by eyewitnesses. And Jesus' words have power because of the resurrection. Listen to what Jesus said in John 11, 25 and 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? This scripture gives great hope, not only now, but at the end of our life, when we think about eternity, something that we all will face. And as a pastor, I'm often near people in those moments. And this gives great comfort and hope, knowing that Jesus is the resurrection and the life, that he overcame death and that he wants to resurrect us with him. Because he is risen, I have two points for you today. Because Jesus is risen, we are given a restart. Because, because of the resurrection, we can have the ultimate restart. And because of that, we can have second chances and third chances. We can be forgiven. It says that our old life was crucified with Christ. And now we have a new life in him. The old life is finished. When Jesus said, it is finished, that was it. When he died on the cross, those were his final words, it is finished. When he died, that was the moment that all of our sin, all of our death that's inside of us, the suffering, the evil, that all of those things that we've all have been a part of in this world, it says that we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Every one of us has been a part of that. All of that was finished on the cross. And his mercies, the scripture tells us, his mercies are new every morning. Aren't you grateful for that? Every morning. I know my wife and I recently kind of restarted a, a habit that we have done for years, but it just had so much life and value. And you hear this, like, if you're going to have a Christian marriage, you should read the Bible together and pray together, and you should do this. And if you don't, then you're a bad person. That's not how it is. But we started doing this every day, starting the day by reading the scripture, like five minutes. And we, we pray together and we talk about the scripture and it's been transformational. It's been powerful. God is unearthing things that needed to come up and be uprooted and then bringing new life in areas in our lives and in our relationship. It's been so cool. It says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. Okay? So we're given a restart. Number two, because he is risen, we are resurrected. We are resurrected. We experience the resurrection of Jesus in us. Today, if you put your faith in Jesus, new life starts today. Today, he begins restoring us. He begins healing us. He begins transforming us to become who he intended us to be because he created us. He made us. If you haven't heard last week's message, listen to why I still believe that there's a God that made you for, for him. You've been made by God and for God. He loves you. He created you. And not only that, but he gave his life for you. He rose from the dead to give you a second chance, to give you an opportunity to be transformed and ultimately, at the end of our life, it changes the end game. Because at the end of our life, we think about death as this like end of the chapter, at the end of the book, at the end of the phrase where it says the end. Well, with Christ, it says to be continued. This life doesn't end here. Because of the resurrection, 
we are resurrecting with Christ and we will be with him. The scriptures tell us that if we're absent with the body, we're present with the Lord. We can have hope no matter what happens in this life and no matter what happens at the end of our life because we are being transformed to become more like Christ and he's preparing a place for us so that we can come home with him in heaven someday. But he's also wanting to bring heaven into us right now. And he's wanted to bring heaven into us so that we can bring heaven into the world as he's resurrecting us. And we have a hope that we can anchor into that goes beyond this life because of the resurrection. When we mess up, when we make mistakes, let me tell you, I promise you, the enemy will be right there. And he wants to whisper in your ear, you have nothing. He wants to tell you, you are nothing. He wants to tell you, you can do nothing. But Jesus came to give you life. Listen to this scripture, John 10, 10. The thief comes only to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and to have it to the full. God wants the fullest life for you because that's what he created you for and intended you for. And there's a lot of things that want to take you away from that. But the resurrection gives us hope that today is a new day. We can have a restart. We have a choice every day to believe the truth or be affected by the lies. And today you have a choice. Are you going to believe? Are you going to take that new start with Jesus? Are you going to believe that he made you for a purpose and that he loves you right where you are, in your seat, on your couch, in your car, wherever you're listening to this, he's meeting you right where you're at. There is overwhelming evidence that Jesus is who he says he is, and that he did what he said he would do, that he is risen. And he loves you. He loves you. The question is, will you believe it? The question is, will you receive a restart today? The question is, will you allow his resurrection to resurrect you today, starting today? We hope this message encouraged you to take the next steps in your relationship with God. The cool thing is that you don't have to do it alone. There are a lot of ways you can get connected here at Hope. Not only do we want you to feel at home at Hope, we'd love to help you find a home. Please check out discoverhope.church and click connect or just email us at info at discoverhope.church. Lastly, we give everything we can away for free and rely 100% on volunteers and donations to support this ministry. If you'd like to give to the Mission of Hope Church, you can select the Give option on our website or text any amount to 831-800-2060. Thanks again for tuning in.